It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher-level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Let's get to it because we are delighted to have with us to share some insight on the company's business, the president and CEO and chief climate officer of Carnival. He's Josh Weinstein, and he joins us on Zoom in New York City. Josh, it's so great to have you here with Matt and myself on Bloomberg Business Week. First of all, if I may, um, how do you see the broader macro outlook on a day when we're spending a lot of time talking about Russia and concerns about instability there? Um, How do you see it and how do you kind of factor it in as you run what is a global business? Well, thank you, uh, first of all, for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. You know, um, I got to be honest with you, over the last, call it nine months, 10 months, um, our trajectory has only been in one direction, and that has been up. And that is despite, you know, a good amount of geopolitical uncertainty and discord. And, And that's, you know, we're a global company, and so that's part of our global trade. And we adapt and we evolve and and we move on. I'd say in the last uh, three months, it's been pretty fascinating. Um, We usually have our peak demand in bookings uh, in the first quarter. And our first quarter is December, January, February of of the year. Um, And in fact, we did have a record first quarter in bookings, highest bookings in the company's history. We thought that was great. And then we got to our second quarter and we shattered it. Uh, And so the demand that we see is is carrying on in the first three weeks of our third quarter uh, for the for the month of June. It, it hasn't stopped. And so despite the fact that there is geopolitical uncertainty, um, that is that is something that our consumers, our guests are taking in stride. And at the end of the day, um, they've got a desire to travel. They've got a, a desire for new experiences and they have a lot of pent up uh, demand for experience, as, as you know, and, and that plays very well into into our business. Josh, it feels like, though, investors maybe think it's as good as it gets, considering the bounce back that we've seen in your share price this year. You know how yeah. it goes as someone who's been <laughs> at uh, Carnival for a while now and looked at it from, you know, very, you know, several different angles. But we still have the stock down from about 80 percent from a high back in January of 2018. Is it as good as it gets, do you think, in terms of bookings and visibility right now? Oh, not at all. You know, you know, I, I, so the, the short answer is no. And as a matter of fact, even though we're all the way back in our booking curve for our North American brands, we're still only about 90 percent back for our European brands. And so their trajectory is the same thing going in the right direction, but they've got a ways to run. Um, but, to, but to show you the strength of our portfolio of, of world class brands, our European brands uh, in the second quarter, they actually, as compared to 2019, not only did they have double digit increased percentages in the volumes booked for the rest of this year, for the second half of the year, it was on double digit price increases. And so first quarter, seven and a half points up in pricing. Second quarter of this year, seven and a half percent up in pricing with that demand uh, on a forward looking basis as, as wind in our back. We're very well booked for the rest of this year into the first half of next year. So. 
with all due respect to um, you know to the market, you know, I any one day you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. As you said, we've we've been on a pretty big tear about about a hundred percent or so since the start of the year. Um, our job is to focus on the business, focus on that demand generation, and continue to drive our business forward. Uh- Josh, Matt Miller here with Carol. What what needs to happen to bring the stock back to pre-pandemic levels, or why hasn't it come back? Is it just that you took on a lot of debt, that you have a lot of investment to do? I mean, you're trading in uh, the teens right now, and before the pandemic hit, you were trading more like $50, $60, $70 a share. Yeah, well, you know, our profile has definitely um, been impacted by by what happened in 2020 and, and what we had to do to get through it, frankly. Um, you know, we were a company that entered in with probably about, you know, the market cap and, and the uh, and the debt, if you added it together, it's probably not too dissimilar to exactly where we are now if you add it together. It's just that our debt, which used to be about $13 billion, is $33 billion, and hence the the value of the, uh, of the equity is down. And it's our job over the next you know, several years to effectively transfer that back by generating free cash flow. Uh, we have a good amount of headroom to do to, to take that and and delever and pay down debt. We have the lowest order book of new builds in in frankly my history. I've been here for uh, for 21 years, and when I started back in November of 2007 as the treasurer, uh, as as one of the stops along my my path here at Carnival Corporation, we had 24 ships on order. Uh, and so our ability to generate a lot of cash, and we will continue to do that and use it to delever, is 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 quite strong, to tell you the truth. Now, as far as, you know, what are the other factors involved for us, it's about getting back to not only full capacity, full occupancy, but really leveraging our brands. Our brands are phenomenal. I mean, they are world class. We have Carnival Cruise Line is America's cruise line. Uh, AIDA in Germany created modern day cruising. They own Germany. P&O Cruises in the UK, they are synonymous with cruising. They have a Union Jack as their livery. We own those markets. They are very good markets for us and they're and they're rebounding. And so the uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there's only one way um, that we're going and it's up. Can I just ask about your debt? You have a weighted average fixed coupon of 6.94%, which is not bad considering where we are right now and where I guess... And about two point nine billion maturing in twenty twenty four, which is where it would be, uh, which is much lower than it would be if you had to refinance now. Is my point right? You you guys got in on this early and filled your coffers first. Uh, do you think that puts you at, at an advantage relative to your competitors? Uh, I think we're in we're in good shape. You know, we we've, we've basically gotten to a point where we we ended the quarter at about seven point two billion, seven point three billion of liquidity, uh, and we've already started to delever. Uh, as far as we're concerned, we can always be opportunistic. We can refinance. We can look at what's available. But we, as far as we see the future, we have no need to go out to the markets at this point. We can delever with the liquidity buffer that we have and starting to generate again all of that cash flow. We do have export credits as well. So for the new bills that we do have on order, we've got about $3 billion of very competitively priced export credit facilities ready and waiting for us if we choose to use them between now and two years from now in the middle of 2025 when our last ship is ordered. So we're in a very strong position when it comes to our ability to manage our debt down and manage our interest expense down over time. You know, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, one of the drivers that we had for being able to add $275 million to the bottom line in our guidance change from March to June was in fact um, 
interest expense savings from starting that process of delevering. So we're, we're very uh, we're very pleased with that with that trajectory. Well, talk to us about you know Matt and I are going back and forth. We're looking at different functions here. So tell us we want to make sure we have this right. Is it two point nine billion? Is that correct? Maturing in twenty twenty four. I was looking at some um, of our research. You know what I. I don't want to give you the wrong number in a live program. That's fair. So let me no. get back to you and, and we'll make sure we get it squared away for you. Well, and the other thing is, is you talked about, you know, operating good cash flow. And, and forgive me, we just want to make sure we're, we're, we're hitting it right, too. Um, you know, the amount that those ships are not inexpensive. You guys did a lot of replacement during the pandemic and getting rid of some of the older ships and so on. Um, but I do wonder, Josh, can you, I don't know, what's the CapEx that you're looking for that you can continue to spend, which is really important, you know, certainly to your business. And can you do it with the debt load, the current debt load? Yeah. Well, I mean, the short answer is yes, I think we can. You know, and as far as we have new build CapEx and we have non-new build CapEx, our new build order Pipeline, as I said, is is the smallest we have had in anyone's memory, uh, and so we are very well placed to be able to manage that type of capex spend. And as I mentioned, it does come with with export credits packaged with it. Should we choose to use them as export credits are rolling off because we're paying them down every year in the normal course. On top of that, new build capex, we've got we've got maintenance capex. We've yeah. got you know making sure our ships are in good condition. That, you know, we're forecasting it's going to be, you know, give or take about $1.5 billion for this year uh, in, in 2023 and about $1.7 on an annual basis thereafter for the foreseeable future. That profile, that entire CapEx profile is significantly less than what we were living with and how we were operating pre-pause. Uh, and so that's why we're so bullish that the amount of cash flow mm -hmm. that we'll be able to generate and then utilize to delever is not insignificant. You know, we're, we're basically planning between 24, 25 and 26, something in the magnitude of about 5 billion of cash from operations, where if you net out um, all the right. with the with the CapEx, with the, with the debt, um, export credits coming in, export credits getting paid off, we anticipate over, over $8 billion will be available for us to be able to delever. And that's on top of, wow. the, you know, give or take a couple, well, couple billion we're doing this year. Josh, one thing I want to ask you, and you mentioned this too, that, you know, among the different hats that you've uh, worn at Carnival, and you've been there, I think, almost 20 years, I think I'm right, if I'm looking at it. 21. But, 21. 20, is treasurer. Um, and and so you you understand the, the importance of the financial side of that. Um, having said that, I am also curious when you you know, look at what really moves the bottom line. You know, when people come on board, yep, it's the tickets, but it's also excursions and other things. Are they upping the spend ahead of time that gives you even greater visibility? And that's where you make a lot of money. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, we, uh, we've made a concerted effort over, you know, since, since getting back in our restart um, to, to really augment the onboard spend profile. And we can do that through several mechanisms. You know, one of them is, the fact is, the inflationary environment, if you think about 2019 to 2023, people are used to paying more when they go into their local restaurant, their local bar, um, local entertainment. And so we have adjusted our pricing accordingly for the sim for similar experiences. And that's taken just, just fine with the consumer. We're not being out of the ordinary. As a matter of fact, our service levels uh, are so much better than what you can find on land-based alternatives that it's a great value. On top of that, we're finding different ways to pull forward that spend, as you were referring to. And we can do that by bundled 
ticket prices with onboard packages. We can sell people specific packages, whether that's beverage or spa packages. And they're buying it. Skirt. And they're buying it ahead of time. They're oh, they are. They are. It's it's um. You know, we've made about a step change for us, but a remarkable opportunity to do more. I want to say that it's about sixty percent increase per person per day. The amount of our onboard spend that's being purchased before you get on the ship. Now that's great, but it is still a, a minority of our overall onboard spend revenue. So we've got a tremendous opportunity to keep that momentum going by finding different ways to get people to want to put down right. the money for those experiences in advance. All right, don't kill me, Josh, but 30 seconds left here. Do you guys think about recession? Are you factoring a, the possibility of a recession just quickly? Yeah, we do. We, you know, we do. That's part of our job. The great thing about our business and our company is, number one, we are well booked. We're about, at any one time, about 50% booked for the next 12 months. And obviously, okay. that's much more weighted in the first half. On top of that, uh, we are an outrageous value when you compare us to land. Anywhere okay. from 25 to 50%. And that bodes very well when people are thinking about, how do I maintain Got my it. vacation? Forgive me, I gotta run because the computer's gonna take me out. Josh, come back soon. Uh, Josh Weinstein, President and CEO and Chief Climate Officer at Carnival Corporation on Zoom in New York City. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.